Welcome to the Possibility Action Network podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Middleton, AKA Possibility Man. We're committed to bringing you guests who strive to better people's lives and serve as a force for good in the world. Today, our guest is Robert Frankie. Robert holds an MA degree in digital art systems from the State University of New York at Buffalo. He was a senior IT manager with Bloomberg Financial Markets. He holds a certificate in plants-based nutrition. Bob, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Stephen. Glad to be here. Look here, you've had a, a very career, you know, as, as I've mentioned, from digital systems to financial markets and now, you know, plant-based nutrition. How do you explain that? What, what, what attracted you to your first career? Let's start there. Okay, well, my first career was in computers and 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 digital art, and um, I guess it was just a uh, a combination of my love for uh, for music and uh, and art, uh, along with technology, that uh, just um, guided me to a kind of a very unique place called the Digital Arts Lab. Uh-huh. out of SUNY Buffalo Center for Media Study, where there was uh, this very wild enclave of uh, independent uh, film and video producers uh, from out of the 60s that did a lot of experimentation. Uh, you can see them in places like the Anthology Film Archive in, in New York City. And uh, my sponsor was a filmmaker by the name of Hollis Frampton, who... Um, was was uh, a, a linguist with I think sixteen or seventeen uh, languages. He he's created languages within film. Written many books. Many books have been written about him. And I was lucky enough to uh, be brought on to uh, his experimental uh, digital arts lab, where he was envisioning back in the <clears throat> early uh, late seventies and early eighties the kind of real-time video processing technology that we take for granted today. And he had us building single board computers, writing machine language programs to drive graphics hardware that we were building ourselves to do uh, frame-by-frame type animation and even some real-time animation. Uh, maybe maybe that's getting a little too deep in the uh, <laughs> uh, technical weeds and away from eating whole food uh, plant based, but that's that's how I I got started. So basically, I, I was taking engineering and computer courses, learning how to build machines to make art. Okay. That was the start. That's pretty interesting. So I'm curious. So you 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 have this technical background, and then you looked in another direction, whole food plant based. What made you look in that direction after you finished up with your first career? Okay, well, actually, that was, you know, I would I would have to jump through <laughs> the whole financial market career, but that's okay since we're really here to talk about whole food plant-based. Um, and, and what really uh, got me into that uh, was my own my own health and well-being. Um, I had started off uh, as an obese child and was a yo-yo dieter my whole life. Um, and uh, I had tried just about every diet out there. Um, the uh, the packaged ones, you know, the Nutrisystems and things like that. Uh, total uh, protein and fat, Atkins, um, various types of calorie counting, you know, 2,000, 1,800, 1,400, 1,000 calories a day. I actually even, you know, did a lot of fasting uh, and, uh, and it would work. I would, I would have success. Mm -hmm. I would, I would suffer and have success. And so it was this pattern of suffer success, suffer success. And, you know, the weight, would go down and down and down until I would hit something. I would be somewhere 
and that that intense willpower that it would take to stay on this diet would break and then boring yeah. i would just bounce right back up and and that really was the story of my life until about six years ago. Okay. Before we go there, Bob, I'm curious about something you said a moment ago. You said that you were an obese child. And I'm curious, um, what is that like? And I, I know that's a while back, but from the from the eyes, if you can remember recalling it, of a child, how did you see yourself? How did you feel? What can you tell us how children who may have a you know weight problem or another problem may see themselves? Well, there's there's no doubt that it causes long term, maybe permanent damage. Uh, you know, being being overweight in today's society is probably one of the the last um, protected classes uh, out there. I think, uh, or potentially available. You know, there's a lot of debate. Uh, about whether it's people's fault or not, and you know, body shaming, and and uh, you know, you, you look at at various uh, celebrity celebrities that are out there, and sort of you know, trying to uh, champion this uh, more non-judgmental uh, attitude uh, towards towards uh, body type and and body image, but. Um, that certainly, I don't think, I don't know what the kids are doing these days, but back then, uh, there, there was no protections, yeah, uh, at all. Right. So, so it's tough, and 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 today as well, you know, it's uh, it's 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 tough, it's tough to be uh, obese. Yeah. So, is obesity considered one of the chronic diseases? So, in addition to body image, is does obesity carry some possible health risks? Oh, absolutely. Um, and now I'm not a doctor, but I, I do hang around a lot of them. Uh, and there is something known as the metabolic syndrome, where uh, if, if you have a number of certain uh, characteristics, you're at much higher risk uh, for uh, chronic disease, uh, heart disease, diabetes, and obesity is certainly uh, a, a very key indicator uh, as to the likelihood that you will suffer some other, uh, you know, chronic condition internally if you know you're obese. I got you. So now you said that you started dieting pretty early. Did you start dieting in your late teens, or did you start dieting as an adult? No, my first real diet was when I was 15 years old, uh, and. Uh, it, it was a, a very severe diet. Um, and, uh, you know, they, I don't, I don't think that they uh, uh, diagnosed eating disorders back then, but, you know, uh, starving oneself in order to lose weight is definitely not the way any uh, uh, self-respecting uh, physician would recommend that anybody lose weight. And I just sort of took it upon myself to lose the weight. Right. Okay. And some people go through to other extremes. I mean, like, I don't know what the technical name is, but stapling their stomachs, you know, surgically by a doctor, of course. Um, and, you know, that can't be healthy, a healthy thing to do. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, I mean, that that type of, you know, they put the bands on or, you know, or they'll, they'll put the uh, devices in there that, that take up, up room. Uh, you know, again, uh, not being a doctor, I, I'm not up on all the technical aspects, but I do know that when people have had that kind of surgery and then they come through our jumpstart, it does make things a little bit more complicated mm -hmm. because uh, one of the, the things that really changed my life about finding the whole food plant-based nutrition and diet and way of uh, living my life is that uh, I get a chance to just eat what I like and eat what I want and when I want. And, you know, that was kind of the, the uh, you know, 
second half of of my my story uh where um you know i i had been this this you know yo-yo dieter and these various diets um and then uh what what happened was my my daughter actually came home and said that she wanted to become a vegan and you know we my wife and i i think we were one of the the most uh instant uh converts to to veganism we just said okay uh and it was time for me to go on another diet i i was you know at a at a high and so i was doing the same thing that i had been doing uh which was uh uh, keeping my own diary. I, I actually built my own kind of, you know, my fitness pal uh, type of a spreadsheet where I was monitoring my own uh, nutritional uh, content and whatnot. And the only difference was this time I, I wasn't including the animal products. Uh -huh. uh, and that's when I started doing my, my homework, okay. uh, you know, because everybody wonders if you're only eating plants, where am I going to get my protein? Right. And so I, I started doing that research. And that's when I started to discover this whole evidence-based world called whole food plant-based nutrition, which okay. I had never heard of. Right. Okay. So I'm beginning to see that. Uh, a bigger picture of this. I'm going to come back to this, but I want to ask you again about dieting. Do diets, do, did you find or do you find that diets actually work? And if so, if so, can you explain why they're successful? If they do not, why do you think it's difficult for people to be successful on a diet? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of question. Uh, first, I'll talk about me. And I, I am, I am very fortunate that my body seems to obey the laws of physics. And, you know, the standard uh, calculation is 3,500 calorie deficit equals one pound of weight loss. And I like to eat. I like to eat a lot. And if I eat a lot of the wrong foods, I'm going to be taking in way more than what my body needs to sustain itself. And for every 3,500 extra calories that I consume that I don't need, I put on a pound. And when I reverse that and start taking in a, a caloric deficit, I am as I said, fortunate enough that I do lose weight. Uh, the thing about the whole food plant-based diet for me is that if all you're eating is whole food plants, then you're always at a, a very uh, reduced, what we call caloric density. And you can think about it from the entire spectrum of things like greens which are 100 to 200 calories per pound up to oil, which is 4,000 calories per pound. And in between, you have, you know, milks and creams and, and, and other high fat foods. And then toward the, uh, the, the less dense side, you have all the veggies. So, you know, you're, you're even things that, that sometimes people consider to be kind of fattening plants like potatoes or uh, bananas uh, or bread or, or things like that. But, you know, with the exception of, say, say bread, all of these whole, food, uh, whole foods are probably no more than 35 to 40 calories per ounce. You know, as opposed to, you know, chocolate and ice cream and chicken wings and cheese and all of those other things that weigh the same, but just end up giving you so much more uh, calories. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, so that was the first part. That was meat. 
So uh, I also find uh, from our jumpstart that that these these laws of physics uh, hold for the majority of the people, and you know we 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 get people from all different types of uh, a dietary background. Uh, some people are uh, what we call the standard American diet or SAD SAD, <laughs> which uh, is probably the most unhealthy. Uh, it primarily consists of a lot of uh, fatty uh, animal, animal products, uh, added sugar, oil, a lot of salt, a lot of processed foods where fiber is taken away, you know, the white breads and, and pastas, crackers and, and things like that. And then the added uh, chemicals, the preservatives, the dyes and all that. So you just have this combination of, you know, inherently unhealthy food uh, with food that's made unhealthy by taking away the healthy parts and then adding all these other unhealthy chemicals to it. And that's what most or a lot of Americans eat and consider food. Mm -hmm. And it, it, we, we have a game that we play, which uh, it, it, it was something invented by uh, uh, the uh, president of the Institute, uh, Dr. Barnett, uh, a.k.a. Dr. Veggie. And it's this uh, game called Food or Not Food. Mm -hmm. And we, we play it at every jumpstart where uh, we show slides of various types of, of, of things people eat. And we ask people to play along if they like. And basically it's just, is it food or is it not food? And everybody gets the food. You know, they, they recognize the apples and the, and the carrots and, you know, the, the, the salads and, 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 and all of the, even, even the prepared dishes, the nice, healthy, you know, lentil based this or that. Um, but then when you get to things like the, uh, the chicken nuggets or the pepperoni pizza or the wall of meat in the cooler, then you don't, you don't hear the responses as loudly as you do when, when you're just showing, you know, the, the, the bowl of fruit. Right. And, and and, and that, that's an education because one of the things that I kind of in, invented, uh, although I don't know if I invented it, but I've never heard anybody say it before, is, is I try to uh, have people think about their tongue differently to make their tongue smarter because... I find that most people basically put something in their mouth and they react to the sugar, oil, and salt and crunch or consistency of whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And if that triggers the lizard brain into saying, oh, yes, I like this, put as much of this in, in, in me as you can, that's, that's a... Uh, like, as I said, the lizard brain mm -hmm. talking. Mm -hmm. But I like to think about what is the, the, the chemical composition of what I'm putting in my mouth. When I taste something, I mean, of course, I, I, I taste all those other things too. And <laughs> that's why, <laughs> you know, uh, you still need to be conscious. And I could talk a little bit about what I think about that. Uh, in, in a bit, but I analyze what I'm eating. I, I, I say, you know, is this, is, is this something that's a whole food? Is this something that, that has something bad in it or that I don't need in it? Uh, you know, what is it that I'm putting in my mouth? And by doing that, I, I think it just, it just makes it a lot easier for people to make the decision as to what it is they want to put into their body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like this nutrition plan has made a huge difference uh, in your life. I talked with you about some pictures and asked you if you would be willing to share some things with us. Are you open to doing that? Let us see 
to change sure <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll share uh this is just some some recent old knees not not very recent but about uh, uh six and a half years old me okay yeah so yeah this you know uh basically uh well over 300 pounds i think it was about 310 pounds there um oh and the thing that i wanted to show though is a lot of what i like to do involved uh eating animals and uh you know it, it showed yeah uh, so, you know, there's another picture here with my little brother, literally. Uh, and But my, my wife has been very supportive. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, I, I really thank her for helping me to, to, to get where I am now. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations on becoming, becoming healthier. So if I heard you correctly... I mean, I know that you work with the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Institute today, but if I heard you correctly, though, your education into whole food plant-based began before you were connected to RLMI. Is that right? Yes. Yes, okay. it did. All right. So what connected you then? Oh, by the way, let me, let me roll back. Are you a native to the New York area, upstate New York? No, no. Born in... Um... Uh, Brooklyn, actually. Okay. All right. So, so what connected you then? You're already involved. You're learning about plant-based, and then you got connected to RLMI. What made that connection for you? Well, uh, let's see. I started in March 2016 and got involved uh, with various vegan uh organizations um rlmi might have yes it did exist early on uh and and actually i'm not sure whether it was through rlmi or ravs which is the rochester area vegan society versus the rochester lifestyle medicine institute mm -hmm. that i first met dr barnett but i'm pretty sure it was ravs it was it was the vegan society and I'm kind of a geek, as you know, people, everybody knows already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and um, one of the things that I discovered when I first got involved with the whole food plant based was this app called Chronometer, C R O N O M E T E R. There's no H in that. And that is just a, a, a wonderful nutrition uh, tracker. Uh, that tracks all the, the macro uh, uh, nutrients and micronutrients. And I would play this game where uh, in order to get a, a complete balanced day's worth of nutrition, I would just eat all of the foods that were necessary to turn these little graphs green as you would eat throughout the day, including amino acids. And tell me if I'm, I'm getting too far into the technical weeds here. Okay, because uh, the uh, amino acids are, are the building blocks of proteins. And there are nine essential amino acids. Uh, I forget how many are there are all together. But the ones that aren't the nine, your body can make from the nine that you get. Hmm. And there's one in particular called lysine. And... Uh, Lysine is very curious because there is a doctor by the name of uh, Colin Campbell who did some experiments about the carcinogenic nature of proteins. Hmm. And what he determined was the actual difference between animal protein coming from uh, whey which is made from milk, mm -hmm. when he gave his animals certain doses of animal protein, he was able to cause a cancer. And I oh, think my. it might've been a liver cancer. I'm not sure what kind of cancer, but some kind of cancer, probably liver. He would still keep the same amount of protein, but 
instead of the animal whey, he was giving wheat gluten protein. And he was reversing the cancers. He was able to turn the cancers off and on by using two different kinds of, of proteins. Whoa. And the fundamental difference between the whey and the gluten is the lysine. Most of the other amino acids are pretty close to one another, but in, in, the, in the whey protein, it's much higher than the um, uh, uh, F FDA or whatever the, the, the dietary uh, organization's recommended amount is per day. So, so it's, it's way higher than, than what the government recommends. Okay. On the other hand, I'll just, I'll, I'll try to make it quick. Okay. <laughs> On the other hand, for the, uh, uh, the gluten, the, the composition is way less. And so it, it seemed like lysine in and of itself could have been the key to these, to this cancer uh, effect. So I asked Dr. Burnett, what do you think about the FDA uh, current level uh, for lysine mm -hmm. uh, in regards to my observations uh, about how it impacts cancer? Mm. And his first reaction was, well, why should you be concerned about protein at all? You should just eat plants, mm. which is something that a lot of people recommend. and. You know, uh, if, if you end up eating a nice variety of plants, like uh, recommended by Dr. Uh, Gregor's Daily Dozen, mm. it's a wonderful app that just uh, recommends various uh, amounts of servings for different types of vegetables. I've also determined through the use, you know, just to my own satisfaction. Again, this is not published. This is not any kind of, you know, uh, peer-reviewed anything. This is all just Bob's, uh, you know, Bob's work and Bob's opinion. Uh, but uh, you do get a full day's worth of nutrition if you do eat grains and legumes and greens and other vegetables and berries and fruits and cruciferous vegetables, all the things that doctor recommends. It just so happens that it'll turn all those bars green on, in chronometer which is really nice when things work out that way in sync. Okay. So, so Dr. Veggie uh, listens to me, but you know, at first he, he wants to dismiss it, but then he says, well, you know, apparently he's got like these laws and, and, and I think his second law is never, never make fun of somebody because they'll end up being right. So he, he, he took a step back and, and he considered what I had to say. Um, and, you know, I don't think he's actually ever committed to that. <laughs> I'll have to follow up on that with him. But that's how I met him. And, and we hit it off. And um, I became a volunteer. Uh, this was in November 2017. And uh, I, I got to know uh, his wife, Carol, who's uh, just uh, amazing her knowledge and 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 her her writing skills and her logic are, are, are outstanding the two of them make a great team uh and got to know the folks at the institute and they were coming up with this idea about doing this short-term intervention and with my uh experience in weight loss and knowledge of uh, plant-based nutrition uh, he said hey if you want to help out, you know, I, I, if, if you want to get busy, I, I got work for you as much as you want. So I came on and helped uh, him develop the Jumpstart program in 2018. And then uh, I was lucky enough to be hired in November, like one year later. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've been going strong with him ever since. That's fantastic. Well, we've mentioned the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Institute several times. What do you folks do over there? Well, we're we're a, a health education organization, and uh, our our mission is to make lifestyle medicine, which I can I can go into uh, in, in in a little bit, uh, and uh, especially focusing on on whole food, plant based nutrition, 
the standard for health and health care. In other words, we, we just want there to be common sense about how you live your life to keep you healthy. Because what more and more research and evidence is determining is that the biggest killers in our country and causes of, of, of you know, amputations and whatnot, heart disease, diabetes, uh, and to some extent cancer, but cancer is the tougher one to, to really, you know, say definitively, uh, but certain cancers like breast cancer and, and, and prostate cancer, uh, the evidence is growing stronger um, in, in, in those regards as well, are totally preventable. You know, heart disease, diabetes, especially, well, this is type two diabetes, of course, type, type one diabetes is when your pancreas isn't uh, uh, creating the, the insulin. Right. So, so our mission is to, first of all, educate people as to that notion mm -hmm. that yes, you know, you're sick and you don't know why, but we will posit to you that it, it's lifestyle and probably most, mostly because of, of what you're eating. And so that's part of what the Jumpstart does is it, is it educates people about the relationship between food and chronic disease. Okay. And it, it actually, that's kind of almost the, the easiest part of, of the, the whole mission is, is to educate and convince people that, oh, yes, eating all of this food is what's making me sick. Mm, yeah. Now what? Okay, so right. um, yeah, and so Jumpstart is really your baby. That is, that is, you are you play a central role in this Jumpstart program. How long is that? Is that a month or, or what? It's fifteen days, two two weeks, um, which is really an ideal time because it's short enough that anybody who puts their mind to it can do it. You know, even even, you know, 21 days, that's a whole extra week. And, you know, some of the programs want it to be, you know, months long. All you need to do is give us give us two weeks. But yet it's it is long enough that if you are diligent and, and really stick to it, you can you can get remarkable results in, wow. in just two weeks. So what kinds of successes, Bob, have you seen people report after a jumpstart? Oh, well, uh, in, in, in terms of, of numbers, I, I believe the highest cholesterol drop was uh, one gentleman uh, lost 150 points in, in his cholesterol. Um, but typically, uh, for, for those uh, that are over 240, uh, I believe the drop is, is, is about 40 points. Uh, and uh, the, as remarkable as that is, it can be even more drastic uh, for, for folks with, with diabetes uh, because uh, a drop in cholesterol, yes, is, is wonderful, but it's a relatively gradual change compared to what can happen when taking all of the harmful fat out of out of your diet can do to open up your uh, uh, or, or to lessen your insulin resistance, which is what type two diabetes is all about. So we need to make sure that anybody that's pre-diabetic or, or or has diabetes is in close. Uh, contact with with their uh, physician and is monitoring their glucose because we it is not uncommon for people to have major reductions in their medication in just over the, the course of two weeks okay. uh, not to mention losing weight you know uh, people that uh, you know are are you know obese or you know even up to morbidly obese could could easily lose 10 15 you know up to 20 pounds. In, wow. in two weeks and that is without dieting that's that's what's so wonderful about it i mean you're, you're choosing what foods the right foods to eat but 
you're not dieting. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so Jumpstart is one of the programs put out by the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Institute. Do you all have other programs that you put up, you know, that you offer to the public? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now we, we like Jumpstart as kind of an on-ramp to, you know, uh, uh, lifestyle medicine and whole food plant-based nutrition because it is uh, two weeks. Um, but you don't necessarily have to start there. And, and there are, um, there are other pillars of, of lifestyle medicine and sometimes, um, uh, maybe just improving your own, uh, your own, uh, well-being and, and, and attitude, uh, is, is, uh, a better place to start. So there's a program called, uh, lift. It's a 10 week program, uh, designed to, uh, you know, lift your energy and mood and, and it besides, uh, dealing with nutrition also, uh, deals with the other pillars of lifestyle medicine, uh, physical activity, uh, avoiding toxins, uh, you know, like alcohol, cigarettes, things like that, uh, getting restful sleep, uh, managing stress. Uh, having meaningful relationships, uh, even things like enjoying nature and having purpose and finding joy. So, so you know, and all of those other ones are, are kind of the the, the non controversial aspects of being healthy, right? right. No, no, it's going to say, well, no, I don't know about that having joy stuff. I don't think that's going to make you feel any better. You know, it's just the nutrition is is the one where where you know it tends to be a little bit more uh, political. Mm. But uh, so there's the lift program, but then also there's the chip program, the uh, complete health improvement program, which is a, a long standing, most scientifically documented uh, program for doing something very similar to what Jumpstart does over the, the course of about 10 weeks, 19 meetings. Uh, and uh, all of these programs, the, the the thing that's uh, really uh, positive about them, and uh, this was something that I was going to kind of get to uh, when I was talking about, uh, you know, what the jumpstart does is, um, you know, once people come in and, and, and they are convinced, yes, I think this is a good idea, this eating plants, at least to try it, it's a good idea, then what? Okay, well, there's the competence aspect of eating this way. And so, you know, we have cooking classes and we have forums and, and we are available by emails and we have, you know, uh, in-person meetings to, to talk about how do you, how do you saute without oil or, uh, you know, what can I put on my salad or, you know, how am I going to deal with, you know, roasting these, these vegetables? Those are, you know, competence issues, but sometimes, and actually once you, get beyond becoming basically competent, the thing that almost never ends is the relationship aspect of eating this way because there are so few people in the world that, that have this, this level of consciousness about what it is that they want to put into their bodies that, that everywhere you go, Every situation from your own family to social gatherings to restaurants to just, you know, being bombarded by media. I mean, it's everywhere, all the unhealthy food. And how do you, you navigate those waters? This, this whole relatedness aspect of living this way is an ongoing process. And it's the one thing that, that all of the facilitators and doctors have in common with even just someone who's just finished a, finished a jumpstart. We all have, you know, that birthday party or it's, you know, uh, you know Memorial Day coming up or Labor Day, uh, you know, or the holidays or, or whatever. We're all in the same boat when it comes to that. And so that's one of the, the, the real, I, I believe, uh, value added, parts of, of our organization and, and what we do is, is that we're all walking the walk and we care about everybody. If anybody's having, you know, a problem, then, you know, whoever 
might have a solution, we bring them in. You know, it's like, what do you think about that? That's good. That's good. So is the, I, I think there's an association that's called the Academy of Lifestyle Medicine. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah, ACLM. Yeah. Is, is your group, is the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Institute affiliated with the Academy of Lifestyle Medicine? Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Uh, uh, we've, uh, well, Dr. Barnett uh, is actually uh, the chairperson of their type 2 diabetes council or group. I, I, don't, I don't know if I have the, the title exactly right, but basically uh, it, it is the, the organization within the ACLM that is dedicated to uh, reversing uh, type 2 diabetes and was uh, the, the, the spearhead of uh, the generation of something called the Diabetes uh, Bill of Rights. Yeah. which talks about you know nutrition and treatment and things like that. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but our, we are the only organization in the world that offers uh, the three English language-based uh, lifestyle medicine uh, programs out there, that are three, the Jumpstart, the Chip, and, and the Lift. So, so yeah, we have a, a, a pretty, pretty long-standing and substantial relationship with uh, ACLM. That's great. And, and Dr. Barnett, who is an MD, medical doctor degree, uh, is also board certified. Is that right? In the right. Board. Yeah. Right. In lifestyle medicine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fantastic. And the other, at least one other physician who does research through Dr. Yes. Yes. Dr. Uh, Susan Friedman, uh, who is our uh, director of clinical research. Uh, but, uh, you know, even, even uh, grander, is um, she is now the director of a newly founded lifestyle medicine department at um, the uh, one of we have two major hospital groups and and of one of them the Strong Memorial uh, uh, group which is uh, at the Highland Hospital. Wow. So so basically she has brought uh, lifestyle medicine to uh, to to Highland Hospital. That's fan. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so um, what are your favorite plant-based meals, Bob? Do you have any favorites? Well, yeah, sure. I, I have I have some favorites. Uh, one of one of them is is my own recipe. Um, for folks that are not from Rochester, uh, I will I will let you know that one of our culinary claims to fame uh, is something. Uh, that's known by a number of names, but the original name is called the garbage plate. Huh. And uh, the garbage plate uh, was invented at a downtown restaurant uh, many, many years ago because I grew up eating them. Um, and it's basically really greasy, spicy, oily ground beef hot sauce that you just smother over everything, whatever your, your burgers, fries, uh, macaroni salads, uh, whatever. And uh, I made a Jumpstart compliant version of it. I basically started with a, a, a really solid a recipe that my niece, who's a chef, came up with and just pulled out the oil and, and the, the ground beef and substitute things like uh, quinoa and lentils and, uh, and mashed uh, chickpeas. Wow. And, you know, we had, we had one person, you know, you're supposed to just put it on stuff, but she's just like, I just couldn't stop eating it. And she would eat it by the bowl. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's, that's one thing. All right. But I won't go on that long with the other things, but anyway, uh, I make a, a really nice, um, uh, kind of half and half uh, uh, whole wheat linguine with a zucchini uh, pasta that's inspired by linguine and clam sauce. Mm. So so it's got uh, you know a little bit of white wine in there, and it uses mushrooms instead of the clams. Uh, and then with that, you can add you know all kinds of other veg veggies, uh, you know broccoli and mushrooms uh, and things like that. Um, or an onions. Um, and then uh, my, wife, my wife makes a great Indian curry. Uh, that is just fabulous. Uh, of course, a chili. We've got two or three chili recipes. I've got something that came from my grandma, a, uh, a, a sauerkraut cabbage polenta 
and kidney beans, wow. which is really nice. Um, and then, you know, some sweets. Uh, my wife also does this uh, pineapple blueberry muffin that's compliant. That's wonderful. Um, and also there's something called nice cream where you can take frozen bananas and, and blend them up. And uh, you can add some uh, cocoa powder to that. And it makes like a chocolate ice cream or frozen fruit, you know, strawberry ice cream, things like that. Uh, so those are, those are a few. Well, that sounds terrific. In fact, that makes, makes me hungry. That's great. Hey, so Bob, just for full disclosure for, for our audience, uh, either listening to this on the podcast platform or watching us on, on video, I am an RLMI alumni. So I was happy to have gone through that program. So I'm not sure if you have any questions for me about my experience or not, but I just wanted to make sure that I threw that out. Oh, well, well, thank you. I thought you looked familiar. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it might, it might uh, benefit people just to, and, and it's always nice for, for me to, to understand, you know, how you found us. What, what, what got you uh, it, it was actually just accidental. Um, I'm a podcaster, obviously, and I had interviewed um, a doctor, a cardiologist, who is the lifestyle medicine director at Methodist Hospital in, uh, in Orlando, uh, a program started by, I think it was Dean Ornish, is his name? At any rate, in, in talked with her, she was talking about lifestyle medicine. I didn't know anything about it, even though I had heard the phrase before. I went on the internet and just Googling around because I wanted to learn more about lifestyle medicine. And lo and behold, RLMI popped up and Jumpstart popped up in my search about three days before the preview. And I said, oh, I got to go to that. And that's what started me on this journey with uh, the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Institute. So it was just accidental. And and when you came into it, though, like, did you have specific goals? You know, I um, I'm a muscular dystrophy patient, and I wanted to see if by losing weight, because I was going in another direction, uh, would help my situation. So I wanted to lose some weight. My cholesterol was not totally out of control, but I needed some improvement there, and I was curious. So I just had the question. Will this program actually help me achieve my goals? Now, I wasn't confident about it, but I was willing to give it a fair shot. Right. So, so you had you had some concerns. Uh, how how did you do? <laughs> yeah, you know, I uh, I took to um, plant based, like a fish takes to water. I just fell in love with it. I played Fortnite during the first couple of weeks, you know, those 15 days, I uh, watched what I consumed and um, contacted my doctor, actually before the program started, I sent him a link to uh, the Rochester website so that he would be fully aware of what I'm doing. And then a day before the 15th day, or day before graduation, uh, I asked him if I could take my blood test. And so he ordered my test. And I was amazed by what happened in those 14 days for me. My cholesterol was dropped just incredibly low. What took me by surprise, because I didn't expect this result, my blood pressure dropped to where it was when I was maybe 15, 20 years younger. <laughs> you know, just, so I was amazed that I achieved those results in the two weeks. Well, those kinds of stories are, are really uh, what our institute is, is about, you know, I mean, that's the essence of, of it. When, when we can have somebody that we never knew a couple of weeks prior and, you know, just spend some time with them, you know, through various forms of, of communication and then just get a report back like that, it it just it it just really builds uh our strength in, in, in our conviction and and hope that you know there that we can do something positive for the world. And that's for sure. That's for sure. 
and that's why I'm, uh, I'm so happy to have you as a guest here because just around me, people that I've touched, you know, based upon my experience with this, I've noticed that people have reversed type two diabetes. Their doctors have told them that they no longer need, you know, insulin, and that's less as a problem. Um, other people have reported lowering their cholesterol. Just, just an, you know, just amazing results just in my small circle of people around me. So this is a good program, and uh, I'm so happy to have you as a guest, Bob. Oh yes, I was really good to be here. Um, you know, I suppose uh, if, if I was just going to close with uh, uh, a thought, um, if if there's uh, anybody basically uh, anywhere in the world, uh, you know, there was a lot a lot of challenges, uh, you know, a lot of sadness around COVID. But uh, the one thing that it, it has done is it's it's enabled a lot of people to be able to go a lot of places that they never would have been able to before. So, you know, uh, feel free to reach out and, and uh, you know, send, send me an email. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm open to, to meeting uh, anybody. Uh, and, uh, you know, as, as I was kind of alluding to earlier, um, if there's something that you think that that you you might want to uh, work on to feel better, and you've got two weeks, then you know, especially if you're facing medications or procedures and things like that, uh, you you probably would owe it to yourself to just give it a try and and, and see if uh, if eating this way might be able to uh, to, to change your life. Fantastic. Okay, well, thank you again, Bob. I really enjoyed talking with you about the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Institute. And I do have your permission to put your email address where I place the description uh, for this video recording. Bad permission advice. grant. Okay, thank you. Well, you've been listening to the Possibility Action Network podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Middleton, aka Possibility Man. Our guest today has been Robert. Frankie of the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Institute. Bob, once again, thanks for being with us today. Thank you too, Stephen.